It's time for Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the best place to go to get all your fantasy football news, analysis, and advice to dominate your league. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. So some breaking news. We actually have some stuff going on right before the games begin. First line of business, uh, wide receiver Jamison Crowder placed on the reserve COVID list. He actually could play, though. He was vaccinated, so if he pops a couple negative tests, he'll be back out there for the Jets, and you know the Jets need everyone they can get, so uh, definitely something to pay attention to. Dolphins tight end Adam Shaheen placed on the reserve COVID list. And he uh, actually Titans tight end Jeff Swaim activated from the reserve COVID list. So Swaim's activated, and then the Dolphins tight end Adam Shaheen was placed on the COVID list. So it's looking like Shaheen's not going to play for Miami this week. But again, uh, time's on his side, so maybe uh, he can pull it off. We'll see. Running back Josh Adams signed to the Jets roster from their practice squad. So that's you know, significant, uh, I guess. I mean, it's already a committee backfield. Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson. And uh, so Josh Adams is, you know, fourth on that depth chart. And uh, it won't be fantasy relevant, definitely, on week one. Wide receiver Chris Hogan and QB Trevor Simeon signed to return to the Saints roster. And this is just housekeeping, basically. They liked both these guys. They knew they can, you know, cut them and then sign them back where their contracts weren't guaranteed the whole year. So that's what they did. And, again, neither of these moves are fantasy relevant. Simeon's, like, you know, the fourth-string quarterback. And uh, Hogan is at the end of the depth chart two, uh, two, I'd imagine. So... Of course, Hogan does have a better chance, I think, of getting some uh, playing time and some catches because, uh, obviously, with Michael Thomas being hurt and outside of, uh, of Callaway, there's, a, you know, uh, Traquan Smith and everybody. I just don't feel like the, the depth for the Saints receiving core is really uh, up, to, up to par at the beginning of the season. Raiders third-round pick linebacker Tanner Muse was released, and... This is just really bad drafting by the Raiders. Like everyone was really excited about Mike Mayock uh, going in there and being a general manager, especially with his work on NFL Network during the NFL drafts. And you know, this is what the second out of three third-round draft picks in the last couple years that they've got rid of. And those are high picks. Those guys should be contributors at least. And uh, the fact that they're getting rid of them is not a good sign for the Raiders and their. Uh, you know, their, their draft strategy definitely needs to change. Uh, whoever they're thinking about drafting, they need to draft somebody else. And, you know, I was skeptical of the very first draft that they had when they drafted, like, Clellan Farrell, uh, like, what, fifth overall? And then in that first round, they drafted uh, Jonathan Abraham, or Abram, sorry, from Mississippi State. Uh, definitely felt like they reached on uh, both of those guys a little bit. So... Uh, Giants tight end Evan Ingram will miss the week one against the Broncos. So it looks like Kyle Rudolph might be relevant, 
but the Broncos do a good job as a defense overall, and they definitely do a pretty decent job against the tight end. So that's not anything to really get excited about. Evan Ingram should be back for week two. So everyone shouldn't be going out trying to stash Kyle Rudolph or, or jumping on the Kyle Rudolph train this week. Ravens running back Justin Hill. This is actually pretty big news. Tears his Achilles and will be out for the year. So this is the second Ravens running back to be out for the year before the season starts. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins was the big one. And Justice, uh, Justice Hill is getting some play as a guy that you might want on your uh, fantasy football roster uh, to kind of spell Gus Edwards a little bit. And he has some talent, and people were pretty excited about him. But now that's all for naught. He's not playing. And uh, that really boosts up uh, Tyson uh, Williams a little bit. Um, I, I moved him up, you know, actually quite a bit in the rankings since now he'll be the main backup. Having said that, uh, running back Le'Veon Bell signed to the Ravens practice squad. And I don't see uh, Le'Veon Bell being a contributor for this Ravens offense or in that backfield anytime soon. So, and again, he's not a guy you run out and go sign. Uh, he's going to be on the practice squad. Saints released running back Latavius Murray. And this was a surprise. You know, he made the roster. He's always been the... You know, the second back to Alvin Kamara, more of like the goal line, short yardage back, and, and has done a really good job. He actually had like, what, 4.7 yards per carry or, or so last year and was a significant piece of that offense. But they wanted to give him a pay cut, and he didn't want that. He thought he didn't deserve it, which I, I would have to kind of agree with him. So they just released him instead. And so that really propels Tony Jones you know, he, he got some preseason hype as well. And everyone's like, can you get the Tony Jones? He's going to be the guy for the Saints. And you were just kind of worried about that because of Latavius Murray. But now that Latavius Murray's cut, I really feel like uh, Tony Jones is the guy to own on the Saints. You know, Alvin Kamara's not going to get all the carries. And uh, I really feel like it's going to go uh, to, to Tony Jones. Uh, but, you know, Latavius Murray, I really feel like maybe the Ravens is a really good spot for him. He's like a younger Mark Ingram type running back. I really feel like he could be productive for the Ravens offense. But uh, that's just speculation. I'm just feeling like they're a good fit. They need a running back. I don't feel like Le'Veon Bell has any more tread on those tires. So, uh, Ravens, you know, what do you say? Why don't you try to, you know, go get uh, go get Latavius uh, but I don't expect Latavius to be on the waiver wire long. Someone's going to pick him up. I think he's a valuable piece, and definitely he's better than some running backs on other rosters. So he'll find a home somewhere. We'll just have to wait to, to kind of see where that is. So that, uh, that wraps up the news. And uh, let's get to our mock draft. Let's get to mocking. Are you mocking me with that outfit? It's time for the annual Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban. Fantasy Football Mock Draft. Let's mock and roll, baby. All right, it's our much-anticipated Fantasy Football Mock Draft that we do every year. Just uh, we pick a position at random, and we do our draft from there and kind of let everyone know how the draft shakes out and who you should be targeting and you know who's available at what spot so you can prepare for your fantasy football drafts. Now, some people have already done their drafts, and I just have to say that you want to wait to the last minute just because injuries, roster moves happen. 
you never know. You know, just like today, Latavius Murray was waived. Um, so you really want to know everyone's roster right before you draft. And uh, to wait as long as possible is always the best. Just kind of the same advice I always tell everybody with the, uh, you know, the dynasty drafts with uh, the rookie players. So we'll get right into it. We have, we're drafting uh, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a wide receiver, running back, tight end flex position, and a kicker in defense. And then we got six bench spots. So doing the randomizer, and we have the number third pick. Or the number third, the number three pick. And that's a great spot because we're definitely going to get one of the top running backs that uh, everyone's uh, clamoring for. So the first one, uh, first player was obviously McCaffrey. And then Derrick Henry went, which was a little surprising. Um, I had him on uh, fourth overall. So we have, you know, it's really between Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara for, uh, for me at this point. And um, it's not even a question, you know. I, I like Alvin Kamara. Kind of, you know, it's a new offense, though. Uh, well, I shouldn't say new offense. New uh, quarterback with Jameis Winston. Uh, makes me a little bit nervous. Obviously, I don't think Kamara's going to have the year he had last year. It was just an insane year. And I like Dalvin Cook's consistency. And he's matchup proof. And uh, he gets the ball a lot. That volume is ridiculous. So I'm going with Dalvin Cook on this one. And... Uh, just going through to our second round pick. Some of the players that uh, have been drafted in the first round after I picked Cook. Kamara went right after. Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, which I love this year. I'm a big Nick Chubb guy. Uh, I like him any year, even without the receiving yards. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, and then Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill at the end of the first and then beginning the second round, it's uh, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, Stephon Diggs, Joe Mixon, then it's Austin Eckler, Darren Waller, uh, Patrick Mahomes, DK Metcalf, and then at 209 was DeAndre Hopkins. Went right before me. So my choices of players that I have is uh, Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, and Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. At quarterback, I you know Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and uh, at running back, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, James Robinson. So I really kind of want to go receiver here. I like Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones was traded to the Titans. Those targets are going to be Ridley's. He's going to be the man there. He's going to be you know. There's not a lot of passing options for the Falcons. I mean, you have Kyle Pitts as a rookie. Russell Gage is that second receiver. And, uh, you know, he's always been type of the, the third receiver guy, really uh, kind of inconsistent. So I'm going with Calvin Ridley. I just like his value too much at this spot. So here I go. Okay, between there, it was Justin Jefferson, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, and then Gus Edwards. So right now I'm looking at uh, A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb at wide receiver. At running back, you know, it's still Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or David Montgomery. Uh, Chris Carson is is there. I uh, actually do kind of like Chris Carson. Um, and who's that tight end? Do we have anyone? 
George Kittle. I feel like that's a little bit early for George Kittle. Josh Allen is sitting there. And I'll tell you what, I usually don't like to get a quarterback early. But if I have Josh Allen sitting at uh, sitting there at the third round, the beginning of the third round, I'm I'm kind of tempted. I think he might be the best quarterback in all of football this year. So you know, it's it's between him and uh, I actually like C.D. Lamb better than A.J. Brown. I, I think C.D. Lamb is has higher upside. A.J. Brown's going to be splitting targets with Julio Jones. And running back wise, I mean Edward Solaire. Carson, Montgomery, Robinson, those are all just type of uh, kind of the same guys, and they don't excite me as much as Josh Allen. So I'm go- definitely going Josh Allen with this pick. So pretty excited to be able to get Josh Allen with that uh, 3.03 pick. Uh, some of the picks that happened after me, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Chris Carson, A.J. Brown, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, George Kittle, Terry McLaurin. And then beginning of round four, it's uh, Julio Jones, James Robinson, uh, Deontay, uh, <laughs> Deontay Harris, or Damian Harris, sorry. I don't know why I want to call him Deontay. He's not a receiver. Uh, Damian Harris, Mike Evans, CeeDee Lamb went 4.05, so he almost snuck back to me. Uh, Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, so Bobby Trees, if he was there, would have been amazing in that uh, 4.10 pick. I was really hoping he'd fall, and he was drafted just a couple picks ahead of me. And then it was two quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. So I'm obviously not getting a quarterback since uh, I got, I feel like, the best one in the draft. And running back-wise, it's Daryl Henderson, Mike Davis, and Miles Gaskins. Wide receiver, we got Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, and uh, Adam Thielen, which are all pretty good choices. I feel like they're all kind of the same receiver. Uh, I'm going to be up again in like six picks, so I feel like some of those guys will be uh, around for me to snag. Uh, tight end-wise, it's it's Mark Andrews. I'm not really uh, too big on uh, on Mark Andrews at this spot. So I, I really feel like I need to go after another running back. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, like I said, the receivers are all pretty much the same. I can get one of those on the way back. I, uh, uh, you know, Wayne, uh, Wayne Gallman signed with the Falcons, so Mike Davis scares me a little bit. And uh, Daryl Henderson I like, but he's I know he's going to be splitting carries with uh, Sony Michelle. And that's still going to be a running back by committee type atmosphere as much as we want to pretend like it's not. Sean McVay is going to say otherwise. And that's just the reality of it. Like, hey, I love Daryl Henderson too. I think he could be the workhorse back this year and really surprise people. Um, but McVay, he's going to run Jake Funk, you know, sometimes. I guarantee it. It's it's uh, The Rams have always been really inconsistent. And, you know, Daryl Henderson can have a big game and then, you know, you won't you won't even see him get more than like four carries the next two games. Yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. So having said that, uh, I'm going with Mike Davis. I really like him here in the spot. So, And uh, going with running backs again in the uh, fifth round. I 
you know, uh, the Cooper Cup's available, Tyler Lockett, and, uh, you know, having the two running backs that I do, I, I'm really thinking that, uh, you know, I'm, uh, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskins, Javante Williams is here, and I really like Javante Williams a lot. But having said that, I, I don't want to get him here in this spot. I, uh, especially with Cooper Cup sitting there, I really like Cooper Cup. I, man, it's between Javante Williams and Cooper Cup. I'll be honest. I, I actually like Javante Williams better than Henderson, better than Gaskins, and better than Hunt. Um, but I'm not going to pass on Cooper Cup. I, I think with Matthew Stafford being there, he's going to have an amazing year this year. And uh, he's going to be my pick. So, Cooper Cup. All right. And I was actually hoping to get Chase Edmonds in this number six spot, and he went the pick right before me. So, uh, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, uh, Miles Gaskins, Brandon Ayuk, Daryl Henderson, Dak Prescott, Cortland Sutton, Jamar Chase, TJ Hawkinson, and then it was Kareem Hunt, Chase Claypool, Javante Williams, Odell Beckham, Kyle Pitts. Uh, that's a good spot for Kyle Pitts, I think, even though I feel like that's still a little high. Uh, T. Higgins, which I really like. Uh, then it's Mark Andrews, Raheem Moster, and uh, Chase Edmonds. So looking at all my options, I have... Uh, Trey Sermon, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, and you know Russell Wilson is still sitting there. Aaron Rodgers is still sitting there. Justin Herbert. So I'm uh, Robbie Anderson is there. He just signed that big contract. I uh, I really like that option maybe. And uh, tight end wise, I feel like I can wait to the next pick in round seven. Um, you're really looking at kind of the end of any type of value at tight end. I mean, Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, and Noah Fant. I'm going to get one of those guys on the way back in the seventh round. So as of right now, um, you know, Trey Sermon's there, but I feel like he's being drafted too high. I mean, Monster's still there and going to get most of the carries. Uh, and uh, I just don't feel like reaching for Sermon this uh you know, in the sixth round, I I feel like it's a little, it's a tad early. Jerry Judy, I really like. It'd be great to get him. Um, but, uh, man, this is a tough pick. Jerry Judy or Robbie Anderson? And Robbie Anderson, I know, he's done it before. Sam Darnold's his quarterback. You know, I'm going Jerry Judy. I think he has the best upside. And uh, he's a guy, I'm, Teddy Bridgewater's the quarterback. Um, they have a good rapport, definitely in camp. So he's going to be my third receiver. I feel like he, it's a good risk on at, you know that third receiver spot. So I'm taking uh, Jerry Judy. All right, and then uh, some of the players that went was uh, Ronald Jones, Dallas Goddard, uh, DJ Chark, and then Johnu Smith, and. That's not too bad. Let's see what's available. Uh, Robbie Anderson's the number one person. Trey Sermon's still there. Melvin Gordon. James Conner. And 
man. Roster-wise, I still just have Dalvin Cook and Mike Davis. I I don't know if I should go tight end. I mean, all those tight ends are still there. I might be able to wait one more round. So I think I'll do that. I think I need to start getting some of these running backs because running back's pretty thin. I want at least four or five deep. And uh, if I wait any longer, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to only go four deep. So I think uh, at this spot, I, I think Trey Sermon's actually probably the best bet. Uh, I thought he was early in the, the, the sixth round, seventh round. Um, he's, you know, it's another running back by committee for the 49ers. And uh, Trey Sermon's going to be serve, uh, serving some uh, touchdowns for sure. So uh, it's, a good, uh, it's a good risk to take right here. So I'm going to take Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon's preaching it. And then uh, let's see what happened here. After Trey Sermon, it was uh, Michael Thomas went, which I feel is early. But, uh, you know, once he comes back after those four games, could you know, he was the number one receiver as of a couple years ago. So it's a good pick. Juju Smith-Schuster, Melvin Gordon, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Leonard Fournette, Tyler Higby, Justin Herbert, Corey Davis, Ryan Tannehill, by the way, I really like that Corey Davis pick. I think he's a great value, especially at that uh, in the set at the end of the seventh round. Uh, he's going to be the Jets' number one receiver. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Devonta Smith, Matthew Stafford, Brandon Cooks, uh, Antonio Brown, Robbie Anderson, Debo Samuel, James Conner, and Zach Moss. So, looking at my options, running back, I have AJ Dillon, Michael Carter, Kenyon Drake, or Jamal Williams, um, not really high on, well, Jamal Williams, I actually feel like he'll be the main guy over DeAndre uh, Swift, I feel like DeAndre Swift's going to be kind of a complimentary back this year, um, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow for quarterback, and uh, wide receiver, we have Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, and LaVishka Chenault. Uh, tight end, you know, we still have Logan Thomas there. I might be able to wait to the ninth round for Logan Thomas. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to draft a wide receiver here. I'm going after Tyler Boyd. I really like Tyler Boyd. And the eighth round is just criminal to me. I mean, I know he plays for the Bengals, and people like to ignore the Bengals because they're a bad organization. But Tyler Bo uh, Boyd, even when he didn't have a quarterback, like Ryan Finley was his quarterback, and he was still producing. So... Uh, I don't get the, uh, he, he continuously falls in drafts every year and then you get him, you know, around the seventh, eighth, ninth round. And then, uh, when you do, he does nothing but produce. So to have him as like a fourth receiver, he's kind of Jerry Judy insurance in case that offense kind of flutters under Bridgewater. Uh, I'm going to take Tyler Boyd. I really like this pick right here. So after that, it was Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Will Fuller, and Mike Williams. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is there. I really like him, especially in the ninth round. I feel like that's value. He's like the like the twelfth ranked guy on my uh, my squad or my quarterback rankings, I should say. And uh, I feel like he's the last like starting fantasy football uh, quarterback that should be on a roster, but. Um, Having Josh Allen, you know, I'm not going to play another quarterback unless it's a bye. So 
Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, Robert Tanyan's available, and I'm, I just feel like Robert Tanyan's touchdown totals are going to drop. So I, I have Logan Thomas sitting, uh, you know, staring at me right here in the ninth round. I, I'm definitely not going to get him if I pass him up here. Noah Fant, I won't get him either. But uh, I, I like the offense of the, the Washington football team uh, a little bit better in regards to the usage of the tight end. Noah Fant gets a lot of targets, of course, but there's just a lot of weapons for the Broncos. So I, I'm leaning towards Logan Thomas a little bit. I'm going to draft him. So I finally got that tight end position uh, managed. And let's see here. Robert Tanyan and Noah Fant were still there, so I guess I was, uh, I was wrong on that. The players that went after I drafted Logan Thomas, A.J. Dillon, Jarvis Juice Landry, LaVisca Chenault, Kenyon Drake, Michael Carter, Marvin Jones, Darnell Mooney, uh, Pittsburgh defense, Devin Singletary, Tony Pollard, uh, Jamal Williams, uh, Sony Michelle, Cole Beasley, Michael Pittman, David Johnson, Los Angeles defense, Henry Ruggs, and Jalen Waddell. So looking at my what's available, um, running back-wise, you got uh, Philip Lindsay, Naheem Hines, Alexander Madison, James White. I mean, that's just a lot of ickiness right there. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm kind of staying away from that. Curtis Samuel, uh, Michael Gallup, Marquez Calloway, and Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown, you know how I feel about him. I'm always out on him, so I don't feel right about drafting him. I do like this Marquez Calloway sitting right here in the 10th round even. I feel like he can be a sleeper, especially if Michael Thomas doesn't come around. Uh, he could be he could be the top receiver for that Saints offense all year. That's intriguing for sure. Uh, Defense-wise, uh, Baltimore is available, but uh, I feel like I can wait on defense too. I don't like to draft defenses too early. So I'm, yeah, I think I'm going with... Uh, I think I'm going with Mark. Actually, I think I might be able to get Callaway if I hold off. So I'm going to hold off on Callaway, and I'm going to double dip at tight end. I'm going to get Noah Fant. Having Noah Fant and uh, Logan Thomas, uh, those are two really good uh, tight ends. And uh, it kind of really drops off after this. I think maybe Rob Gronkowski is the only viable tight end after this point. So let's get both of them. I like to get backup tight ends uh, in case of, you know, they get injured quite a bit. And, uh, they go through stretches of inactivity, so uh, I like to I like to get a couple of them, and, and I'm going to draft Noah Fant right here. And part of that too is I really like the receivers. Like I feel like all through the draft, there's it's a really deep position, and you can find uh, find really good value all the way through. So um, it was Noah Fant, then Tevin Coleman was drafted, which is I think a really good pick. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Latavius Murray was just drafted, who, you know, we just talked about in our breaking news was just cut by the Saints, and uh, Jacoby Myers. So uh, looking at wide receiver, Michael Gallup, and yes, we still have Callaway available. Jalen Hurts is still available. 
Um, but I'm going Callaway because, again, I'm not going to bench uh, Josh Allen no matter who he plays. And Baltimore defense is still there. I, I like Callaway. I think that's too good to pass up right here. He's going to be my pick. So I got Callaway. Now let's see who was drafted between my 11th round pick and now to my 12th round pick. And uh, yeah, we got Callaway. Uh, Michael Gallup was drafted after that. Tanyan, Naheem Hines, Hollywood Brown, McCole Hardman, Brian Edwards. I really like Brian Edwards a lot. Like he's uh, developed a rapport with Carr. He's their red zone target. They've been saying, uh, and we all know it's going to be Darren Waller, and like he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. But uh, it's intriguing to hear that uh, a Raiders receiver is building a good red zone rapport because the Raiders receivers last year were non-existent, and uh, so Brian Edwards might be a, a pretty sneaky pick, you know, this late in the draft. Devontae Parker, Elijah Moore, I, I like that pick for the Jets. Carlos Hyde, Jalen Hurts was finally taken. Very beginning of round 12. Alexander Madison, Philip Lindsay, who I feel like is the best back to own in that Texans backfield. But in general, I just feel like you need to stay away from that mess. It's just a, a lot of, uh, I mean, is it going to be, uh, especially the Texans, like David Johnson's there. They'll still play David Johnson, even though he had a really bad year last year. Um, uh, there's Philip Lindsay, who I feel like is, again, the, the best option. And then Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram just looks slow and plodding, and, but Texans will still play him, so he's, he's still going to be there. Um, Rondell Moore was drafted, Tampa Bay defense. James White, Russell Gage, Mike Gesicki, and Ramondre Stevenson were the picks. And Ramondre Stevenson is, I guess, okay but uh, I still don't feel like he's going to uh, uh, get a lot of action between James White and uh, Damian Harris. So I can get J.D. McKissick, who I like for receiving for the Washington football team. Um, really the only running back that I like at this point is McKissick. Sadly, wide receiver, it's Aguilar, Gabriel Davis, Jalen Rager. I actually like Jalen Rager the best out of these uh, options because I feel like he can be a number one receiver. Um, Baltimore's still sitting there at defense, and so is Washington. So I feel like I still don't want to get a defense this early, though, to be honest. I like to wait. Um, draft, let's look at my roster. really feel like I need to get another running back. I only have three with Cook, Davis, and Sermon. So I'm I'm going with McKissick. I feel like he's the the best option. At least he's going to get me uh, receiving targets, especially if it's a PPR. That's, what, half a point uh, per uh, reception. So uh, I'm going with McKissick. Kisses for McKissick. So I have two bench spots left, and I'm definitely probably, you know, I'm, I'm not looking at a quarterback at this point. I'm going to be starting Josh Allen the whole time. I need to get a d defense, a kicker. Those can hold off. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm not liking... Uh, 
you know, I, I, I'm pretty much done at receiver. I can try to look at what running backs are available. Basically, at this point, I'm just getting best available. Trevor Lawrence is there. I don't like that option. Uh, let's look at the uh, running back options. See if I can get a sneaky running back at this point. Like Ty, Ty Johnson for the Jets, I really like that move. I think he can be a sleeper pick. And uh, there's some obviously good tight ends that are left. Justin Fields is still around. I feel like he's, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, I like him. I like Jalen Rager. Um, but, you know, I actually will go with defense here. There's Baltimore and Washington staring me in the face. I like Washington's defense. I don't know why they're rated behind Baltimore. I kind of like Washington better than Baltimore defense-wise. Not to say that Baltimore is going to have a bad defense, but uh, Washington football team for me, I think, is, you know, and the Colts. The Colts are rated behind Baltimore. I think the Colts and Washington football team might be the two top defenses this year. So, uh, And, yes, I know everyone has the Rams as consensus number one, um, but uh, I'm going with Washington football team defense. So, really not going to get into who was picked. I mean, Fitzpatrick, or Hilton, Damian, Damian Williams, or Daryl Williams, sorry, for Chiefs. Uh, Gronkowski, Buffalo was taken, Buffalo defense, uh, Chubba Hubbard, Aguilar, Penny, Cole Komet, uh, Gabriel Davis was finally taken, Marlon Mack, uh, Damian Williams, Savin Ahmed, Greg, uh, Giovanni Bernard, and uh, Darrington Evans, who's on IR right now. Derek Carr, Mark Ingram, and uh, Malcolm Brown. So Baltimore defense was finally taken as well. I, looking through this, you know, Terrace Marshall Jr. is available. I really like him as a late-round wide receiver sleeper. He's been destroying it in training camp. Had some nice preseason games. He's going to be in that slot wide receiver position. I really like that. So, let's see here. Wide receiver, who's available? Um, so, I really, again, Ty Johnson's available. I really like that. And then I actually think I'm going to try to go and get Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles. I think Kenneth Gainwell's a really good receiver to, or, sorry, running back to have. Uh, the it doesn't seem like the Eagles are sold on Miles Sanders to be the workhorse back. You got Boston Scott mixed in there. Kenneth Gainwell's kind of taken over that uh, like goal line role that Jordan Howard had, and I can see that role expanding if uh, he looks better uh, throughout the season and gets that uh, continuity with that offense. He actually could be a pretty good sleeper pick, and getting him this late in the draft is you know. Uh, not that bad and right now you're just throwing darts at the running back position so try to get educated dart throws where you're getting guys that have a lot of potential and upside and I feel like I have that with Ty Johnson and Kenneth Gainwell so I'm gonna try to go with Ty Johnson here and hope that uh, Gainwell falls to me and he was taken right after so <laughs> that's not gonna work so Ty Johnson Kenneth Gainwell Justin Jackson Indianapolis San Francisco now it's my turn uh, I have one I have uh, McKinnon, Boston Scott, Tariq Cohen, Joshua Kelly. I'm just not really liking 
these these options. Let's see, running back. What's available? Um, you know, I can get Wayne Gallman and make sure I have that whole Atlanta backfield. But uh, I'm not sure. I actually think Tyson Williams is a good play. Ravens haven't signed anybody yet. Le'Veon Bell's on the practice squad. I don't see him being a threat. And Ravens don't like to run one running back the whole time. And Gus Edwards, you know, there, there's an extra game this season. It's not just going to be the Gus Edwards show the whole time. And I think Tyson Williams is going to be the other guy. So this late in the draft, uh, throwing a dart at him, I just think he's a good pickup right here. And I'm going for Tyson Williams at this point. So... Very end of the draft is the kickers, and I'm just going to get the best available kicker, which is kicker Rodrigo Blankenship for the Colts, uh, Matt Prater for the Cardinals, Robbie Gold for the 49ers. You know, I'll go with Rodrigo Blankenship. I, I know Carson Wentz isn't going to be starting for the first four weeks. That's going to be... Uh, Jacob Eason, but uh, I'm going with the old Blankenship. Give me the old blanket. And uh, that will actually do it for the draft. So just to go run through my roster really quick, I have at quarterback Josh Allen, running back Dalvin Cook and Mike Davis, uh, wide receiver Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, and Jerry Judy. Tight end, I have Logan Thomas. And then my flex is either going to be either Trey Sermon or Tyler Boyd. Or maybe even Marquez Callaway, depending on how he turns out. And then uh, defensive special teams, I got the Washington football team. With my kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. And then bench, guys, you know, I already mentioned Boyd and Callaway. I got Noah Fan at tight end, J.D. McKissick, Ty Johnson, and Tyson Williams for the Ravens. So I really like my squad here. I like the upside on it. Uh, I feel like I have solid options at every position in my starting lineup. I like my. I have a top-notch tight end. I have a top-notch quarterback, top-notch running back. I mean, to get Josh Allen and Dalvin Cook, who I have ranked as, you know, if not the first, the second best player at their position, and getting them both on my team, I, I really like that. And then to get a Calvin Ridley, who's probably the fourth overall best receiver uh at least according to my rankings uh it, it was it was a good haul that i had so i'm really i'm really satisfied with this uh, mock draft and my my team at this point and uh yeah well is it good enough for the championship who knows but uh we won't find out because this isn't my real team <laughs> so appreciate you joining me and uh let's get up uh let's get started on our next segment NFL preview alert. And we're back doing the previews. And you know what that means? It means the season started and it's time for football again. So all that offseason stuff is over. And now we can actually talk about real football and what's going to happen. So it's, uh, it's exciting times. And the first game of the season, obviously, is the defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. And 
this is a really tough game for the Dallas Cowboys. The the Buccaneers are favored by seven, and I'm picking the Buccaneers. I mean, it's a lot, but they're at home, and I really like that defense. I mean, the way they looked against the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like the Cowboys have a similar offense where they try to open things up, spread things out a little bit. And with Levante David and Devin White in the middle for the Buccaneers, I just think their defense is just solid, you know, across the middle. And, and uh, for the Cowboys especially, that's uh, that's an area where they like to go to a lot. So, uh, And on top of that, the Buccaneers are a really great run-defending team, so I really feel like they bottle up Ezekiel Elliott, which we'll get to here in a second. So give me the Buccaneers. Give me that seven points. It's going to be crazy in Tampa, and it's going to be – actually, I think it's going to be – not a blowout, but it's going to be a significant victory by the Buccaneers. Close to a blowout. Let's put it that way. The over-under is 51.5. And usually I like to do the over on something like this on an opening game. But there's just something about the Buccaneers' defense where I don't think the Cowboys are going to be that effective. I mean, I'm, I'm looking probably more of like a 24 to or 27 to, I don't know, 17 type game. Um, so I don't know. I, I just really feel like it's not going to be as high scoring as what we think. So I'm taking the under on this one. We'll see how I do. Starting wise for the Cowboys, I'm starting Dak Prescott. Uh, I really feel like, you know, they're going to be trying to play catch up a lot of the game. So that's going to be a lot of passing yards for him. And he's going to be uh, hitting Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup a lot of the games. So I actually like both of those, and I would start both of them. I think uh, Cooper and Gallup are going to have big games uh, at, at their respective spots and on the field. Um, out, you know, outside the numbers, I think that's where the the Cowboys are going to get most of their offense from. Uh, Blake Jarwin is actually a start. As good as Tampa Bay is at defending the middle of the field, uh, they could have done a little bit better against the tight end. Uh, Blake Jarwin's the tight end there. I mean, it could go to Dalton Schultz, who knows, but I'm definitely, uh, I would start Blake Jarwin if I had him in this matchup. Uh, I would sit Ezekiel Elliott, and I know you think I'm crazy because Ezekiel Elliott's like a top five fantasy football pick, so, you know, hear me out. I mean, you're, you're going to play him. You, you don't draft a guy that high and not play him, but this is a matchup where I don't think you're going to get his full uh, contributions. Uh, he's going to be bottled up a lot by the Buccaneers defense and he's going to have a disappointing night overall for Ezekiel Elliott. CD Lamb, another guy that's I think is going to be a really good receiver, uh top 15 for sure this year. And I haven't benched this game. I, I think again, he's going to be in that slot area trying to work between those middle linebackers and safeties and I I really feel like that's where the Buccaneers strength is on this defense. And that's going to limit C.D. Lamb uh, on this day. Unfortunately, uh, I have Ronald Jones. I'm sitting him because the the big guy that uh, you need to be starting is Leonard Fournette for the Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette's going to be a monster on the ground. Cowboys defense, you know, I'm not sold. Until they show me that they can do it, I'm... I don't feel like they're a good defense. I do like the fact that uh, they got Micah Parsons. I feel like he's going to help solidify that defense a little bit. But I still, you know, that secondary scares me. I don't like it at all. And uh, uh, defensive line, I feel like, is overrated. So I really feel like it's going to open up, a, you know, for Leonard Fournette to have a really big night. 
And Ronald Jones, not so much. Um, just uh, call that more of a hunch. I just think Leonard Fournette's going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, Mike Evans, you got to like Mike Evans. I think he gets a touchdown or two. Tom Brady's going to look for him often, and he's going to have a big game. Uh, again, that, that that Cowboy secondary really bothers me. I don't I don't think that uh, they're going to be as good as what people think they're going to be on defense for sure, and it's going to lead to a big day for this Buccaneers offense. Antonio Brown, I think he's going to make a, an appearance and have a pretty good game. And Scotty Miller, I actually put Scotty Miller on the start list. I think Scotty Miller's uh, going to be a sneaky guy that uh, could get one of those big uh, like forty yard touchdowns or, or something in this one. So. Um, Tom Brady, of course, is going to be throwing the ball to Evans and Brown and Scotty Miller and everyone in between, so he's going to be a start. I think Tom Brady might actually be the best play of the whole game, and I, I think he's going to have a regression this year, but uh, not against this Cowboys defense. It's going to be the Tom Brady of old, and uh, especially, like I said, opening night, celebrating their Super Bowl win from the previous season, and Tom Brady's just going to go off and... Uh, his, what, 45-year-old self, or however old he is. He's um, not quite that old, but uh, he's still going to be playing at 45. Uh, you know, we shouldn't be fooling ourselves on that. Uh, Chris Godwin I have benched, and it's mostly because he had that quad injury. That kind of scares me a little bit. Um, you know, there's rumors that he might not even be ready for the game. Now he's going to be ready, and... I, I just think he's a bench. I, I would stay away from him in this one. Uh, you know, I, I feel like you might have better options uh, on your bench that you can at least fill, uh, fill in for the week. So, And then uh, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, any of those tight ends. The, the, the one thing the Cowboys do well is defend the tight end position on defense. And, um, I, you know, you really want to – uh, start Rob Gronkowski thinking he's going to have a, an amazing day. Um, but I think this is going to be a quiet one for him. And uh, he, he's not going to he's not gonna get you what you hoped he would in this one. So we'll see how this turns out, but it'll be fun. And it's just, you know, football's back. So how more excited can you be? It's uh, a couple days away. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, again, excited I can start doing these previews again. And we've reached the finish line on today's podcast. This is Ms. The Wiz Montabon, Fantasy Football Podcast. We appreciate you listening. You can find us on any major podcast application, Google, Spotify, Apple. Like us, review us, give us a comment. Everything helps. So we appreciate you listening. We'll be back at in a couple days, previewing the rest of the NFL action for Sunday and Monday night. And until then, cheers. <laughs>